bringing you all the buzz on sports in the Beehive State. It's the Hive Sports Podcast. Jazz, college football, bees, we got them all. So listen up, because we, 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 we got the buzz. Turn down the buzz! Welcome to a Cause Monday edition of the Hive Sports. Uh, I'm your host, Daniel Olson, guest, guesting today because um, let me tell you really quick, uh, we got Jake, Jake Sorensen has his, his uh, anniversary this weekend. So, I, so he, he wanted to help, but I, I told him, I don't want your wife to be mad at me. So, so I am filling in for him. So, so really quickly, before we get to our show today, we have a very special guest, but before we get to that, just want to remind you to to follow and us on on all our three social media pod um, social media platforms: Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search at the Hive Sports, and we'll bring you all the buzz on sports in the Beehive State. And so, with that out of the way, um, let's get to the podcast. So, so we're talking about BYU today, and and in the dog days of of summer, we, we need to stay excited about. College, college football so it's going to be a football centered podcast but also some random stuff like restaurants and some of you guys probably have seen on some of the rankings on on twitter like, like a lot of college football people like to debate and talk about stuff and none other than the big game boomer he he does a lot of rankings and has included byu atop and maybe the bottom of, of some some rankings so big game boomer Welcome to the Hive Sports Podcast. How are you doing today? What's going on, man? Doing good. It's rainy here in Oklahoma, so hope you're doing well in uh, in Utah. Oh yeah, thanks. It's it's a pretty good weather. I I actually just got back. We did, we did a weekend trip in in Denver. I got to see a Rockies game, but but here in Utah, oh, nice. we're definitely yeah. It was. I'm, it was I'm actually a, I'm a big Rockies fan. So it's a bad yeah. year. Bad year for them. <laughs> yeah, I just realized that when I went there, I, I was like, oh, yeah, they're usually pretty good. But I, I saw their, them and the Diamondbacks were near the bottom of the standings. But um, but yeah, here in Utah, we're definitely focused more on college sports. I mean, we have the Jazz, but we got the three FBS schools. So and by the way, if you guys want to hear more big game boomer, we'll have him on the Tuesday USU show and the Saturday Utes show um, so, so you can see where the rivals stack up in, in his rankings. So, um, but yeah, to start off with, with BYU, um, well, first of all, let's get to know you. So the game boomer, um, you're by the, by your handle and everything. And, and some of your tweets, I can tell you're, I mean, here on our, our video, you're wearing the Oklahoma. So you're a big Oklahoma fan. So how did you get into specifically college being a big college football fan? Yeah, so I, I went to University of Oklahoma, graduated there uh, 2014, and I really never used Twitter uh, until this past like Thanksgiving. During the pandemic, there was just nothing to do, so I was just started tweeting and uh, just kind of got a lot of engagement on a lot of my stuff, just commenting on like ESPN football uh, tweets, and you know, once the season ended, uh, I, I just started doing these rankings. And the first thing I did was was a list of the teams that have more wins than Texas over the last 10 years. And that just kind of went off the charts. And so I was like, all right, well, this got this is actually kind of fun. So I'm going to keep, you know, doing this stuff. And, 
you know, now it's like every day I have some sort of ranking or list or some sort of scenario that I drop, you know, every day just to, you know, and, and, and a lot of it's opinionated, you know, there's, there's some research that goes into it, but it's a great starting point or talking point for college football fans. And it's kind of become, my account's kind of become a hub of uh, d- debates about, you know, different aspects of college football. Yeah, definitely. And I, I kind of like what you're doing. Cause like uh, some sports nuts like myself, like I, I like going on Winsipedia or FBS schedules and just like checking all the different like teams they're going to be playing or teams maybe that they, they haven't played in, in the past. And, and so, so it is kind of cool to like, like you mentioned the, as a big Oklahoma rival, I bet it's fun to kind of um, talk about all those teams that have more wins than Texas, who, um, as you know, proclaims that they're back, like that they're back to being what they were maybe 15, 20 years ago. Oh yeah. But... They're, they're, they're supposedly going to be back this year. So we'll, we'll see. I don't <laughs> yeah, know. Well, definitely. We'll <laughs> have to see, but, um, but getting into the BYU Cougars. So I'm just going to run through a lot of these and the ones that I may, might disagree on or want to touch on more, I'll, we'll go into more detail on it. Um, yeah. I do, I do see you have BYU as an FBS independent. You have them in a very fitting bowl for where they're at, the Independence Bowl versus Western Kentucky, who they actually stomped over this last year in uh, a dream season for them. Um, what, what made you think that that would be a, a good bowl for them? Well, so I, when I was looking at that yesterday, I actually saw that BYU for the, the 2021 season has a tie-in to the Independence Bowl. And I think it's specifically just for this year, but um, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's between, you know, it's that's the bowl that they're probably going to end up going to, and they'll pl- probably be playing a Conference USA school. Uh, and I picked Western Kentucky just because I think they'll, I think Western Kentucky will finish third or fourth in the Conference USA. So I, I think it'll be a good good matchup, but, but yeah, you, you may want to check me on that. But I, uh, when I was looking at it, I saw that they had like a tie-in to the independence bowl this year. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have to check, but, but yeah, I, I, BYU is an independent. A lot of times they have to have a tie-in unless of course they have like, it, 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 basically it's looking like they'll have to go like maybe undefeated or, or against their original schedule. Cause we know that they had to make a lighter schedule last year with all the big conferences kind of taking out their non-conference, but um, but yeah, it, it, it's cool. It's nice that they do have a tie-in just as an independent because since like the conferences all have tie-ins and, and so, yeah, that'd be cool to see. It's interesting, I, but you probably weren't on Twitter last year, but there was a lot of polls going during the pandemic. And I think, uh, I'm trying to remember, it, it was the Sirius XM Sports had a, a mascot poll and originally um, Cosmo the Cougar, the BYU mascot didn't get in, but they just decided to kind of, because so many BYU fans got mad about it because he's like on, he's on YouTube. There's a lot of crazy stunts he does. So I've heard, yeah, I've heard he's, I've heard he's a crazy mascot. <laughs> yeah. Like he's like done from the three point line. Although they, they pushed, they kind of like gave him some, they kind of launched him and then he did that. And he's, he's danced. Like he has some viral dances that he's done with the cheerleaders at halftime. But, but anyways, so he ends up beating big red in the champ mascot championship. So, a lot of there was a lot of accusations about like bots like that were like cheating like because there was just like fifty thousand there's a ton of votes like more than I thought that there would be and so so that's just a running joke but 
but yeah, that would be cool to see BYU against them. And even with Zach Wilson moving on to the, the Jets, it seems like the Cougars are reloading with a lot of their acquisitions. But um, yeah. they're the, you also have them as the best academic school. I, I think I'd have to agree with that. I'm actually an Aggie fan. So, so um, USU, um, USU, the right blue is my handle. But I, I do like to – I was born in Provo, and I do like to follow – the Cougars and the Utes, just all the teams in the in-state. But um, I will have to admit that, that that BYU is the best. Like, you have to have pretty good grades to get into BYU. And um, it actually is a really good deal because um, the the, ch- the LDS church that owned, that owns BYU um, ma- makes this perpetual education fund so that they that, – that tuition there is actually cheaper than anywhere else. Now, it is harder to get a scholarship there, so – so, but, but yeah, I think I, I agree with the academic school. Um, one that, yeah. And, and generally, I mean, the private school, cause BYU is private right, and so they, two state schools are Utah and Utah state. So, I mean, generally the private school is the better academic institution. It's not always the case, but uh, I, I think BYU is a very solid academic in- institution yeah, definitely. Um, they, they got a good law school. They, ha- they have a really good accounting. I, I, my wife actually went to BYU. I, I'm kind of okay. converting her slowly to be an Aggie fan. Like She's not a big sports fan, so like it's not as hard for her to, to switch her loyalties as maybe like somebody else. Like her, her dad's a big fan. And we're actually going to the kickoff in Las Vegas. There, um, there's a neutral site between BYU and Arizona and Labor Day weekend. So Oh, um, nice. And I, and I have ties to both schools. Like my dad went to BYU and in Arizona. So I'm going to be like a halfer there. So that'll be. Well, surely, fun. surely that should be an easy win for uh, BYU. I mean, oh, yeah. Arizona is completely rebuilding right now. Yeah. I haven't I mean, won a game in like two years or something. Yeah. Against an FBS school, I think. I think they might have beaten like an FCS, but we'll have to check that. But um, so, yeah, another one that caused one that caused a stir on Twitter and I partly BYU fans. I, I I take a little bit of responsibility. Um, the best barbecue. Every, everybody says it's Bam Bams, which I agree. In Utah County, like I don't think I've been to Bam Bams, but I've heard it's really good. Um, it's about a stone's throw away from Provo. It's actually in, in Orem, like the when I looked it up. And so I went with R and R when we were talking. Did you talk to any other BYU fans about no barbecues? no? I, you were the only one I talked to, so I. <laughs> I went with your with your opinion, and it, it uh, yeah, they they uh, Bam Bams really came flying at us. <laughs> oh yeah, they retweeted it, but yeah. So BYU fans, I apologize. I I do get that it's a stone's throw away, but actually, Orem is. I mean, a lot of there's a lot of BYU fans in Orem, but it's actually the city it, it, uh, where where UVU is at. And for basketball, they have like the crosstown clash between you know UVU and BYU, but but they don't have a football a team I, I hope someday that they'll get one because i mean i think that that they could do well maybe the fcs and or or something like that that um i know a lot of Ute fans or some rivals joke on twitter like if there's ever going to be like a a, a powerhouse team in utah county it's going to be uvu like <laughs> but it, <laughs> they kind of like joke around with that but um so this one i guess we'll test this so i might tweet it out but um, you have them yeah. listed as the 17th most sensitive fan base. So I, I guess we, we can see how sensitive they are, um, the BYU fans are, by 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 saying that. Because if, if they are sensitive, then maybe they'll react or, like, or like 
um, tweet at us, get angry about it or something. But I mean, I've, I've met some that are, but I feel like there are in every fan base. Like I've had times in my, I feel like when your team's losing, then you're more sensitive because people like troll about it and then you, you know, get, get bugged about it or something. But um, what have you noticed that maybe indicates that there might be some sensitivity around the team? Um, you, you know, BYU's got a great fan base. You know, I feel like the most sensitive uh, fans are usually the ones that are on Twitter. But, you know, talking about, you know, being in a Power Five conference and why they're not in it, uh, they tend to, you know, they, they didn't get much respect last year from the college football playoff rankings. Um, so I think that all of that kind of generates some sensitivity to the rest of the college football world. And so that's why I put them, uh, you know, in the top 20 is most sensitive. And, you know, they, I think they have a good reason to be sensitive. I mean, it's a legit, BYU is a legit, you know, academic and athletic school. And, you know, they've got power five resources. So, I mean, I'd like to see them in a power five conference personally. Yeah, a lot of people are thinking your Big 12 conference, like, you know, to, to get a, uh, 12 teams, like BYU is one that, I mean, every summer I feel like they're always making articles like BYU to the Big 12, and you already have oh, yeah. some religious schools like Baylor and TCU, so I think yeah. that would be a better fit than the Pac-12 maybe because the Pac-12, like, they, they don't do much with the maybe those private, like, religious schools. I'd like so. to see, yeah, BYU and then Colorado both come back to the Big 12. I think that would be interesting. Yeah, that definitely, and, and Colorado, I mean, it's not too far away. Yeah, and Colorado hasn't had really any success. They had that one good year in, I think, 17, but otherwise, they I mean, they haven't really done anything in the last decade. So uh, I've talked to CU fans, and they're like, yeah, we wish we were still in the Big 12. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, the only thing I remember about them being in the Big 12 was that their, their coach, like, went on a rant once about, like, that he was like yelling into the microphone because some kids wanted like more time off. And they're like, this is division one football. It's the big 12. I don't, I don't know if you remember that rant, but sometimes I look <laughs> no. at rants in history. Like <laughs> I don't remember who it was, but yeah, it's kind of fun to look back at some of those. Oh yeah. But, oh yeah. There's a lot of those. Like, yeah, you know, um, Mike, Mike Gundy there in Oklahoma state. Like I'm a oh, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah my wife went to osu so yeah we we joke about the gundy i'm a man i'm 40 stuff all the time <laughs> that is funny yeah. well um so a couple of player rankings and coach here you, you have Gunnar romney as the 43rd best wide receiver and and his brother baylor romney or i can't remember brother or cousin but but there might be a connection i'm pretty sure it's a brother but um if, if uh, Baylor Romney is a starting quarterback and there might be a little Romney connection. I remember they did pretty well against my Aggies two years ago because their quarterback got injured. So BYU has a really loaded quarterback lineup and then Gunnar Romney should be a good target there. And also, yeah. I, and, and, you know, the reason I ranked him, you know, a you know, lower than maybe he should have been ranked is just because of the question mark at quarterback, you know, you know, the Romney kid, you know, maybe he's going to be good, but I, I mean, I don't know if he's going to be as good as Zach Wilson. I mean, yeah, I don't know if any, I don't know if any quarterback at BYU in the next 20 years will be as good as Zach Wilson. So, you know, I see the offense, the offensive production dropping off maybe a little bit this year for BYU just because of yeah. losing a, you know, a star player like Wilson. Yeah. They'll have to have a, a, 
stronger team around them, especially with the schedule. Like, I mean, that's going to be crazy. Like seven power five teams is the most I think they've ever had. They usually have like five or six on the schedule. But um, I playing seven that, power five schools this year. Yeah. Yeah. So Arizona, if you count them as a power five, um, I'd have to, to check the other ones. But yeah, I, I counted seven. Um, they're playing in Utah. I mean, you fans will probably say that, that that's going to be a guaranteed loss from their perspective. But it's kind of funny. Yeah, that's the that's the game right there. They got it on week two. They if they beat Utah, people will start taking BYU seriously because I don't think they've beaten them. You probably know when, when's the last year that they've beaten Utah. 2009. I was actually, yeah, okay. I was not around. I was on an LDS mission in Chile, like the other end of the world. And the last time and, th- and that, and that was when, so Max Hall went on a rant, a rant about how he hated Utah because they poured beer on his family at the game. And that just blew up like <laughs> after the game. And then, and then Utah um, hasn't lost to BYU since. And they actually have a couple of websites. So we were talking about BYU being an academic school. So if you go to byurejects.com, it goes to the University of Utah's admissions site. <laughs> and, and I think Stanford, Re- Stanford Rejects has one that goes to Cal. Like it's kind of a thing that some, sometimes alumni will probably do. But then ri- risingshout.net, if you go to that one, it'll tell you how many days it's been since um, BYU has beaten Utah. So some fans okay, so like, they're like keeping to buy track the domains and, and, and make fun of that for sure. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. BYU's got a, I mean, it, it's a shame they didn't get to play last year because I think BYU would have, would have beat Utah. So yeah, um, yeah hopefully for the sake of BYU fans, they'll, you know, pull it out this year. And they've beaten other, I mean, power five programs. They beat Wisconsin a couple of years ago. They beat USC a couple of years and ago. And over time. They, yeah. beat, they beat my Sooners. Uh, I think it was 2008. 10. Yeah, yeah, I think 2008 with Sam Bradford, uh, Heisman with Trophy quarterback. Yeah, first That's year. That's impressive. Yeah, they, they beat him. I don't know if I remember seeing that game, but I remember hearing, like, yeah, you guys. And then, but but y'all, they also beat Texas. So you got to remind Texas fans about that, that the BYU beat um, Taysom. Oh, Hill you guys blew out. Te- yeah, y'all blew out Texas. I think the score was, I, mean, I think it was a, a blowout. I think y'all won by yeah. like over 25, 30 points. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, so the so BYU definitely um, making some noise. So I pulled up the schedule. So most of their schedule, I think it's against Pac-12 schools. So Arizona, Utah, Arizona State. Um, That'll be tough. A cu- couple USF and my my Aggies and Boise State. So some group for five there. But then at Baylor and Jeff Grimes, are the former OC for BYU, is now the OC at Baylor. So that'll be interesting. And then at Washington State, then hosting Virginia, then yeah, Idaho State, Georgia Southern, some group of five FCS, and then Thanksgiving weekend we end at Ooh. USC. So that's a that's, that's a, tough a pretty. T- I mean, that's a tough schedule. I mean, you look at the Utah game will be tough. Arizona State will be tough. Boise State's always tough. Baylor is just a huge question mark. Virginia shouldn't be any good. Uh, Georgia Southern at Georgia Southern Statesboro is a tough place to play. And then at USC, that's a pretty brutal schedule, which is one thing I respect BYU for is that they are not afraid to play anybody. So we'll see how it shakes out, but definitely a lot of respect to the uh, Cougars for, you know, not being afraid to put anyone on their schedule. 
Yeah, it's like Zach Wilson's headband last year. He had any time, any team, any place. So, so definitely they're not afraid. So that's good. Um, so a couple others here um, for, I mean, there's a lot. BYU is on here a lot. But when it comes to the power five or, or a group of five, it's, sometimes they don't appear on those lists because they're kind of independent. It's like, where do you yeah. put them? But um, you have Isaac Rex as the ninth best tight end. So that's, I mean, BYU seems to be cranking out good tight ends. Like after Matt, Matt Bushman, he had an injury, but he was really good and got um, signed as an undrafted tight end. So, so he's yeah, and one. I think I think he's going to be the main safety valve for whoever the starting quarterback is for BYU, whether it's Romney or Hall. Uh, I, I think he'll be the main go-to target uh, just for a you know an inexperienced quarterback. Yeah, and it seems like BYU does that a lot. Because I remember like thinking, like, why are they always passing to Matt Bushman? But 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 early on, before they really, I think last year they really had a lot of weapons, so they were able to just. And and Zach Wilson actually, in the summer, he would drive. You might have heard this on the broadcast if you watch the BYU game, but like he would drive like eleven hours. He'd drive from Provo all the way to California on the weekends to train with John Beck and his like QB elite like um, training, and and so th- that I think was a big factor that helped him not just pass the tight ends but just he 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 threw some darts last year so that was cool to see yeah um definitely uh, but so the next one we we have Kalani Sataki the BYU head coach is ranked as the sixth best college g5 coach so be interesting to see how he ranks among the top like because there's a debate if they're a p5 or a g5 like and and the scheduling I think some people recognize him as a g uh, as a p5 when they schedule him but um so it's just kind of a fun debate like because Notre Dame like I don't know personally my opinion is I don't know if they're quite there yet because I mean Notre Dame's making it to the college football playoff and 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 they're pretty and they have the respect at least um there yeah it see it seems like from for the independent schools that Notre Dame gets kind of grouped into the power five uh group and then BYU and the other independent schools get grouped into the group of five schools. But, you know, I mean, just looking at BYU's schedule, I mean, I don't see why y'all considered for, you know, power five. I, I think it's a just a lack of respect. You know, y'all are a West Coast school. Uh, you know, Notre Dame is, you know, Notre Dame. They've got the brand. And, you know, I, I think that's what they have going, honestly. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, so yeah, we'll, we'll have to see about that, but Kalani Sataki a couple of years ago, like it seemed like his job was in jeopardy when he went four and nine in 2017. And then he had a couple of like average, like seven, six, seven, six. And so, um, last year, some, some people like Ute fans and some of my Aggie fans might say, oh, it was a byproduct of an easy schedule. But I mean, they, they, they beat some teams and they're like Boise state, they beat UCF and UCF thinks that they're the champions of the world <laughs> sometimes. But, yeah. No, if you um, beat you beat Boise and UCF, two of the you know premier group of five schools, that's that's a pretty jo- good job well done. Yeah, and just doing a schedule on the fly, and they were like a yard short of an undefeated season had they beaten Coastal Carolina. Although if they had been undefeated, I I wonder if they would have chosen BYU or Cincinnati for the. Um, I guess I guess that BYU wouldn't get the G five bid. BYU would have to get an at large bid. So. I wonder if, if they had beaten Coastal Carolina, if they would have got that respect. And my my hunch is maybe no. I know Gary Bard, he just wasn't 
like he was like probably the most hated man in Provo last year because I just heard people oh, like yeah. ranting about him all the time here. So yeah, he's um, I don't think he was very well liked across college football last year. Oh yeah, Poor because guy. I mean Iowa was Iowa State lost to Louisiana, the Raging Cajuns, and yet like Iowa Iowa State was just ranked like super high by by Gary Barter and, and the rest of the CFP committee. Um, d- and like so there are jokes like saying that yeah the Sun Belt was better I mean overall I'd still say the Big 12 is better but 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 the Big 12 had several losses to like the Sun Belt which was kind of oh, yeah. scratching to me it's embarrassing for sure but I mean Oklahoma did did well I mean it seems like Oklahoma always does pretty good um but so a couple of the other ones so they have they have BYU as so you have BYU as the worst party school which I, I I get it because they're a religious school and they they have an honor code that they abide by with um they abstain from a, some harmful substances you know like that a lot of the party schools do um I will say they they, they did they did get caffeine about like three or four years ago on so that's they're selling campus now like they're selling sodas. coffee they're selling coffee on campus. Not not coffee, but but caffeinated sodas are now being sold on okay. campus. Like, yeah, I, when I was looking at this, with them. okay, because I yeah, when I was looking at this, I, I saw that you know, like they didn't allow caffeine, alcohol, and I was just like, man, I don't know how I could go through college. <laughs> yeah, let alone all those like um, <laughs> those athletes that, and I mean, not all of them are members of the LDS Church, so so definitely tough there, but. But but yeah, so Mountain Dew. If you want to have a Mountain Dew party, like maybe spike some some drinks, like punch with Mountain Dew there at, at BYU now. So, <laughs> but um, so <laughs> yeah, BYU is the third best chance to make a, a P five, and we've talked about that a lot. I I would say I agree. Um, reluctantly sometimes as a Aggie fan, because I mean, I feel like our program. We'll get to them more tomorrow, but like we we've got a ways to go before they think about putting us in a in a p5 i mean maybe the pot 12 would consider it because they, they put washington state in there and i don't know um washington state we're actually playing them this year and they don't seem like they, they seem closer to a g5 than p5 to me yeah um, they're yeah they're 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 down and yeah I, I i can agree with you on that and they i think they have a pretty i mean they're in a pretty remote area like eastern washington there's not oh much yeah Pullman, there pullman's in the middle of nowhere yeah, and like I think thirty thousand capacity. So like we're like twenty five thousand capacity, but thirty thousand isn't much for a for a, a P five school. Um, but you do have BYU. We talked about them being sensitive, but you have them as the most twelfth most passionate on Twitter. So maybe being sensitive and passionate, there's like a fine line between that. Yeah, there. I think those are kind of commingled. Definitely. So I mean, BYU definitely has an extremely passionate fan base. It also leads to a little sensitivity, but you know, um, yeah, I think BYU is top twenty most passionate fan bases um, in the in the country, hands down. They uh, they really, I mean, they fill out their stadium. Uh, great presence on social media, and you know, gr- great support for the schools you know, yeah, every, every athletic program, really not, ju- not just football. Yeah. I mean, they got basketball, they're, they're cross country women won the team and then we get the individual men, um, 
title was won by my friend Connor Mance. Um, I grew up with him in Cache Valley. He ran in for Skyview up, up there in Logan. And so he'd just been doing awesome things. And, and yeah, I think the whole athletics, like there's a lot of passion. And I wish there was more passion for some of those um, teams because, you know, football, I mean, BYU won the, the championship in 1984. But I mean, I think, you, you know, football is kind of football and kind of basketball are the kings of the sport. So you can go win oh, yeah. a national title in cross country and or maybe volleyball like they've been up there. But but it doesn't get talked about as much as the, oh, as yeah. the big money it makers. Should, it should. But unfortunately, it doesn't. Definitely. Well, um, the last one for BYU and then um, we'll we'll call it a day for the BYU part and then. And then again, make sure to listen to the USU and Utah because you got to know where your rivals stand and, and what the game boomer thinks of your rivals. But you have um, the uniform rankings. Um, I can't remember if this was G5 and P5, but you have the Royal Revival uniform ranked as 14. So what did you like about that uniform? Royal Revival. Is that the for BYU? Yeah, so Royal Blue. Yeah. Yeah. That Royal blue. Yeah. Yeah. I really like those, those Royal blue. I think those are really fresh uh, jerseys. I'd like to see those worn more often. It's a nice little blend between that and the Navy uh, that they traditionally wear, but I, I think those are very classy. And that's what yeah, y'all well, used. To, that's what BYU used to wear. I think back in the day they used to wore, wear, I mean, I think those are honestly like throwbacks. Then the Navy, so so I'll have to explain about that. So the Navy was more about like 10, 20 years. So this is a big debate between Aggie and BYU fans because because Navy, um, the Aggies have had Navy for probably like at least maybe 100 years. I think maybe maybe going back to like late 1800s, maybe we had Royal Blue. But um, I think BYU adopted Navy in the 90s, 2000s. And then that's kind of where maybe they weren't as good as they were in the Royal blue, but yeah, Royal blue was the big one in the eighties when they, when they were winning championships with LaBelle Edwards. But, but I, I would have to agree. I like um, that they have some game day shirts that say loyal to the Royal. And I, I kind of think personally as an Aggie fan, I think it, it's good if the Aggie stayed true to the Navy blue and BYU is loyal to the Royal. So um, de- I definitely like, I, so blue's always been my favorite color growing up. So naturally I kind of gravitated towards USU as my first team and BYU as my second. And by the way, um, BYU fans tomorrow um, for the USU uh, part, I, uh, Big Game Boomer and I talked about my, my top 10 favorite teams, not necessarily the best teams, but my favorite. And, and you, you all might have other teams or maybe BYU is your one and only team, but that'll be fun to talk about on tomorrow's episode. But um, well, Big Game Boomer, thanks for talking for about BYU for a minute and we look forward to seeing yeah. more rankings. Yeah, no doubt, man. Thanks for having me on. Thanks. Appreciate it. Thehivesports.com has all the buzz on sports in the Beehive State covering prep, college, pro, and church sports. No way, really? Okay, maybe not that last one. If you want to stay in the know about all things Jazz, Cougars, Aggies, and Utes, then this is the site for you. Thehivesports.com. We may even feature your high school. So check us out today at thehivesports.com. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Check out thehivesports.com because we got the buzz. Turn down the world!